Alright, welcome everyone to A Tech Talk. This is a brand new podcast we're starting today. Uh, I am Luis DiBernardo and this is my co-host Tristan Tijan. Tristan? Hello, my name is Tristan and here we're going to talk about everything tech. Tech news of the week, let's call it. Exactly, exactly. So today we have a variety of topics, um, including some big tech name companies as well as Techtober which, if you don't know, is basically the month of October, which is when all the new technology is released from these big-name companies. Especially all the fun Android phones, all the su- fun Microsoft Surface line, actually. Finally, with 8th Gen, took them forever to get there. Yes, But we're yes, getting a bit yes. ahead of ourselves. So Yes, yes. So let's start off with the first topic. Tristan, would you like to start it off? I will. So we're, we're going to start off our first topic talking about Amazon. And how they love to, we're going to call it undercuts smaller companies or even large companies that can't compete in the online space the same way they can. Right. I basically, mean, we're saying Amazon is a blood-sucking uh, company that basically hunts for these smaller companies such as Whole Foods, as we've seen. They undercut Whole Foods with Amazon Fresh, which was actually like a really nice thing that my family used. Um, when we didn't want to go out and get groceries. <laughs> um, so they would order the food on Amazon and get shipped to us within hours. And so we eliminated the need for us to go to stores. But the problem is that they were able to do that so well that Whole Foods took a dramatic hit within their customer um, area. And so Amazon was able to buy them. I mean, even Whole, Fo- Whole Foods was not a small company, to be to be honest. But also, no, right. we're seeing... Yeah. The, we're finally seeing the bankruptcy of what was once the largest retailer in the U.S., Sears. They're finally looking for advisors mm-hmm. for bankruptcy, actually, this last week. And, I mean, I think it's safe to say Holmes isn't tiny, but Sears was massive. And now Amazon has basically killed them. Yeah, and I think Amazon? It, yeah, go ahead. Amazon is honestly insane. I mean... They're- they're 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 kind of they're they're basically trimming on the they're they're treading the line of monopoly. The only reason they're not right. yet is because of the shipping companies. If if there weren't other shipping companies right now, like UPS, USPS, Amazon would have this huge monopoly on shipping overall, and then they just be keep going for other companies like Barnes and Nobles. The only the only reason that Barnes and Nobles is still alive as of right now, one of their main reasons they're still alive is because of college textbooks and just textbooks in general. I mean, they cost hundreds of dollars for one textbook, but Amazon right. is actually coming after that too because they they have their new rent system and their new rents to buy and stuff. It's it's crazy. And I mean, even the only real big competitor at this point to Amazon, I think fairly, is Walmart. And the only reason Walmart can compete with Amazon is because they basically become the Amazon of retailer stores. Right, yeah. I mean, if we're going to be honest, and we know Amazon is not the most ethical company, is what I'm going to say. They avoid taxes. They do a lot of they, different things. They that... don't pay their uh, workers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a big... Actually, if we talk about specifically Whole Foods specifically, their CEO actually came out and said he didn't care if he was fired after he said he would stand for his employees. And if we're going to be honest, that really shows how much Amazon is really willing to do to another company. It kind of shows how 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 careless they how much they don't care about their 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 workers as a whole. Basically, I mean, you know, there was all those stories about um, workers having to, you know, they couldn't go to the bathroom. So they went in random places in the factory because they needed to meet their quotas and they were afraid of getting uh, fired if they didn't meet it. And that was that to me was pretty insane. I, of course, still use Amazon because. It's almost impossible to not use Amazon now. Like you go if you to live in the U.S. 
Exactly. Yeah. Ex- yeah. The USB. Even in yeah. Seattle specifically too, because they have those new those new stores where you walk in and you don't even have to talk to anyone. You just grab it and leave because of all the cameras in there. It's kind of insane mm-hmm. how they did it. Actually, they they uh, it's it's the same thing that Apple's doing. Amazon and Apple are just investing in retail stores, which feels like a dying industry, but they see a future in it because they keep buying like retail stores. Like they bought Sears, or sorry, they're not, I mean, they're, they're they're considering they're buying Foods. Sears, I should say. And yeah. Whole, yeah, they bought Whole Foods because Whole people Foods. still want that personal touch of um of talking to people and stuff. And even if we try to say, well, Amazon is by far made our lives a lot easier. I think at the end of the day, especially actually, so the, the tech news site uh, Gizmodo actually came out. They found they had a leaked video from Amazon uh, about Amazon basically saying we don't like unions, mm-hmm. and it was specifically. It seemed like it was aimed towards Whole Foods employees actually, because a lot of Whole Foods employees are a part of unions, and with their buyout from Amazon, I can only imagine it's going to get much larger. I mean, I think unions need to exist at some point if. A company is doing something unethical, right? Right. Yeah. The, the the whole the whole point of unions is for that. So it's is it's basically so that we have actual working condition laws and you know wage laws. Because if we didn't have unions, right. people would be getting paid next to nothing. And you know, like big name companies like Apple probably doesn't want unions. Amazon definitely doesn't want unions because then they actually have to treat their oh, workers well. And and that's something that they're not they're not willing to do. They're a trillion-dollar company now, and they didn't get that way by treating their workers well, let's be honest. No. I mean, and, and then also their consumers, and we'll talk about this a bit later, Apple's not known to be the one that puts everything in the box. I mean, with this last iPhone release, they basically cut the headphone jack dongle completely out of their boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Wait. just just to save a few cents on every phone chip. And they didn't put like a quick charge adapter in there. When every other Android manufacturer, whether what whatever you think of Android, whether you like it or hate it, they at least include everything in the box that you'll need, it, even if they don't have a headphone jack. They'll include the dongle, they'll include a quick charger, they include everything. Mm-hmm. But that's a later topic. We'll get to that a bit later in the show, actually. Yeah, yeah we will, we will. Um, speaking of so, Apple, though, we should probably uh, talk about our next topic, which is the Chinese spy chips allegation against Amazon uh, yes. and Apple. Um, yeah, apparently, so, it's specifically Bloomberg, I believe, correct? The Yes, Bloomberg. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. They, There's been a lot a, of... Uh, you go ahead. Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of reports <laughs> of basically Chinese ships being in all these major company uh, microchips and such. Apple and Amazon included in that list. Of course, both mm-hmm. companies have said they're not. Yeah, and then several government affiliations have also been have also corroborated their denials, saying, "Yeah, this is not true in any way possible." Mm-hmm. But new, like Bloomberg specifically, will not give up trying to take these companies down. Right, and it, it's it's putting it's basically putting everyone puts their security with big name companies like Apple because Apple, their whole the the reason people buy Apple. Mostly aside from you know what they like is just because of security. You can, you can't beat their security. I mean, sure people have right. hacked into it before, but nothing's been stolen like massively, like in Google, <laughs> or Facebook <laughs> even. But everyone wants these products for security. And when you're telling people that hey, this is all false, they have Chinese spy chips. That's why their stock plummeted nearly twenty dollars <laughs> in a day. Now, to it's be just, fair. Yes, but at the same time, we've only had really one source 
uh, Bloomberg basically come out and talk about these Chinese spy chips. A lot that, of and a lot true, of other news true. and a lot of other news are actually coming after them and saying, "Well, you're basically um, putting libel on Apple, and, and what you're saying is not true, and you're just trying to put Apple down and such." Everything that Apple builds comes from China, though, is the problem. Mm-hmm, and until yeah. somebody can prove for a fact that there is no Chinese spy chips, I don't think anybody can assume that there isn't right now. That's if you know true. What I mean. Yeah, you can't assume you can't you can't just believe a company because of what they say. But I mean, but at the same time, you can't just believe a random news article that you read online because not right. everything on the internet is true. So it's really he, a problem of who do you trust more? <laughs> and here at Tech Talk, we try to give you the most objective, unbiased view that we can. But of course, mm-hmm. we're human, so biases exist. But from our exactly. from our point of view here. We can't say whether or not they're there or not, but everything comes from China, so it could be a real thing, actually, that we have to worry about. Yeah, honestly, several things could be true. You know, there's no way to prove. There, I guess, technically, there is a way to prove, and that'd be to, like, open up the phone and look at every single piece of hardware specifically. Um, on the Bloomberg website um, for the for the specific um, article, it's it's called um, The Big Hack, How China Used a Tiny Chip to Infiltrate U.S. Companies. They have a little graphic tearing down the, um, the the chip itself, and it shows a little tiny speck on the board itself, and that is what they're claiming is the big hack in quotes. Um, obviously, and it, they have a little graphic here of it, of it on tip of the finger how small it is. It's it's really, to me at least, it's highly unlikely that a chip that small is able to actually do anything. Um, because I mean, look at our our CPU chips. They're hum- They're still pretty big, and they do a lot. But a chip that small, how how is that able to do anything at all? It it's a little piece of plastic with three prongs on it. But I mean, we've seen things get leaked from much bigger things. For example, Google's entire database was exposed through, I believe, it was a Google Plus security problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. And let's be clear here. That tiny chip that we found in the Apple stuff, I mean, Google's website caused a massive leak of user information. It's a website. It's not even physical, not and even it's not. And Google Plus, is, and Google Plus isn't even that big. Google Plus is Google Plus getting is, shut down it, it was, in August. It was like the Facebook for people who didn't want Facebook. <laughs> Basically, that's what Google Plus was, and yet and the they pro- still get their information stolen. <laughs> like. <laughs> put this in perspective because of this whole thing google's now going to shut down google plus in august 2019 and i'm gonna be honest i don't really care (laughs) no no one ever it was was honestly more of a nuisance when you went on to gmail to to email a person to be like do you want to connect with these people on google plus i don't even know who this is of course not (laughs) google plus was more of a just it was just an annoyance i'm gonna be honest and in that same vein, though, because it was so useless and nobody ever used it, that leak is bad, and it released a lot of per- it was, it was, people's personal information. It was bad enough I, for the people who did use it. Right. And mm-hmm. even if you didn't use it, if you accidentally signed up once or twice, I would advise you all actually go out and check your information to make sure it wasn't lost in Google+. For some reason, if you had to input it from you know your Google account or whatever, just check mm-hmm. on yourselves, make sure you're all good. Yeah. But something like this Apple chip thing is so much bigger because it your phone, your smartphone is your companion every day, regardless and of what you do. You have a lot of sensitive information on. I know, I know, I do. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I mean, if you use anything, even like something like Apple Pay, I mean, think about that. That's all your credit information basically yeah, I have, going I have through. four cards on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including my school ID. <laughs> like, and it goes down to what, if you use your phone as a computer, and there's people around the world. Here in the U.S., you probably have a laptop and a computer. And a lot of like and third world or second world and a tablet. Yeah. In a lot of third world and second world countries, however, their smartphones are everything. It's their computer. It's their communication device. It's their MP3 player. I mean, that, yeah, it has everything, everything on it. And if so, you so, know, some... so the idea of having information stolen from it is actually quite scary. Mm-hmm. Considering oh, you definitely. know you you have photos on there that are probably sensitive. You have you know you don't want your personal data getting leaked out there. Your social security number, credit card numbers, anything relating to anything related anything related to anything on your phone. You don't want to have stolen, yeah. even if it's just a single text message. Anyone is scared enough to have anything stolen. And I mean, here, even here in the U.S., though, companies like Apple and Google have started implementing like screen time, like safety things into your phone so that you don't get addicted to your phone, basically. That yeah. just shows how much you actually use your phone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe it is a problem, but at the same time, that's where we are at this point. And I, it does need to be talked about. And if Apple really does have an issue or Amazon has an issue here, they need to be reprimanded for it. And they mm-hmm. need to fix their problems. It, and I don't. The, the 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 problem is that there's so much. There, there's all these hackings going on. Honestly, right. right now it's 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 impossible to tell where it's going to strike next. And you know maybe next is going to be Microsoft Outlook or Microsoft OneDrive. I, who knows? Because Google already got stolen. Facebook got stolen. I'm I, I Apple is really hard to break. So I, I'll be surprised if they get through that and steal a bunch of information. Um, right. But like. Websites are not that difficult to hack, and if you can do Google, you probably can get into Microsoft. And then no one goes on from there, especially with Amazon being the biggest cloud server provider in the world right now. If yeah. someone got into the Amazon servers, they have access to millions of companies' data millions. and their customers' information. Startup companies, large companies, anything at that point, you can get into anyone's. Everyone, anything, any, yeah, yeah, anything and everyone. But I mean. We have to, and in a sense, we've kind of sold our souls to this because everyone owns an iPhone, everyone owns an Android phone. You own something. And if you own something, you're paying these companies to know about you. Yeah, it it was a double-edged sword of technology progressing and the internet, you know, being used as widely as it is now. When the internet first came out, everyone thought it was stupid no one was going to use it. Fast forward, you know, like 20 years and here we are and every, like, you literally can't get a job without knowing some computer skills at this this point. Mm -hmm. You can't get a job without, you know, social networking online, without connecting people through LinkedIn or, you know, Handshake. You just, it's, it's almost, it's, it's become an integral part of society that when things happen to it, it's impossible to get out because everything is linked into it. No matter where you are in the world, you were still tied to the internet somehow. Right. And I think something important that needs to be said here is we, again, we provide an objective view and we will criticize these companies if there's something wrong. We, we don't want to just stand by. Like, if Apple does something wrong, I understand they do a lot of things right, but the things they do wrong, especially like this microchip thing, if this is a real thing, they need to be called out on it to actually go up and check on it. Yeah, and there's been a lot, and there's been a lot of people that defend them, saying, "Well, they can't possibly because they're Apple." Yes, they're Apple, but everything yeah, they Apple, do, but it's 
when when things are being built in a completely different country, right? You have a lot less say as, as to what happens. Like I'm, I'm sure mean, they have represent. I'm, I'm sure they have representatives there watching, but mm-hmm. people can only be so vigilant, right? And, and who knows what happens behind the doors? Yeah, there's closed doors still, and they can't con- they can't control everything. I think that's exactly. the point we're trying to get across is they can't control everything. And if one thing goes loose that they didn't see, that's your stuff going out into the world. Yeah, really, really, none of these companies can control everything. And then, then that's that's where that's when we run into these problems of things getting hacked and things getting stolen. Mm-hmm. Google is a big name thing, but you know they can't do everything all at once. I'm, just, I'm I mean they're a huge company, sure, but there's still a limit as to how much a company can do against other threats and other things. Um, yeah, and I mean even things that are within the company. Uh, we've seen Windows 10 updates actually uh, caused people to lose their files at first. Allegedly, that has been fixed, and Microsoft has recovered the missing files for use. I'm not sure how they did that I, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, okay. So the way that the files file deletion works on computers is nothing is actually deleted. It's marked Correct. as deleted and erased, but it's never actually deleted. Unless like, th- <laughs> unless you, like literally take out the hard drive and put a new one in, there's no way to actually delete files. So anything that's on your computer can actually get recovered through some process, although very painstaking. Right. It can be done. I-, I think the only issue with this update though is uh, because Windows Update basically redoes everything on the drive. A lot of times, the user's yeah. files who were lost they would get scattered. Meaning they were mm-hmm. either come back corrupt or you couldn't, you just straight up couldn't get them back. Yep. Apparently, but anyways, apparently that's fixed. But now apparently the new Windows 10 update uh, causes users' uh, sound to stop working and several other components of the computer. So I guess they fixed your data. Okay. You just won't be able to use the computer anymore. Yeah. That's great. I, 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 I did experience this with my Razer laptop actually. Um, the uh, I I so I have the Razer uh, the Razer 15. The new one that that came out this year, not not the new new one, mm-hmm. the one that came out um, in July, um, and right. I have it, and my headphone jack stopped working, and uh, I thought that it was because I had you know plugged in or replugged the headphone jack too much, um, and I had like pushed the jack in itself into the computer, which I thought was highly unlikely, considering you know it's a headphone jack. Um, right. <laughs> and when I talked to Razer, they were very confused as to how this happened. So I sent them the laptop. They sent it back to me saying, we replaced the, the motherboard. It should be fine. I said, okay, cool. And then it was fine after I did uh, the, because I updated it before. And then I, and then there was another update afterwards uh, when I got it back. So I don't know if it was specifically that they don't even know still. Cause they said it was, it was in there fine. So it was. Honestly, there's no there, when when things when components break on a computer, there's no real way of knowing what actually happened, unless you were there and you know exactly, like if you spilled water on it, you know if you punched it with right. your hand, you know if a software <laughs> thing happens, you have no way of knowing what's what's going on. You just assume that oh, it stopped working, I gotta get replaced now. And I mean, we've all heard the horror stories. Windows 10 has a funny feature; it likes to install itself whenever it pleases, basically. Yeah, and it's it's. <laughs> it's kind of like the Apple, how they have the new, um, they, they how it updates itself now. That's kind of what Windows right. 10 does. Only Windows updates break the computer. 
Yeah, that's about the only issue. I mean, that's the only problem. Oh, and, and, and they knew about this bug for like three months in advance before they pushed the update. They knew right. that this update was capable of deleting files. They just didn't fix it. Which I mean, is they part even of the issued why a warning. Was so mad. Right. They even issued a warning talking about that. They're like, make sure you have yeah. enough space on your hard drive. And I'm going to be honest, for an end user, that doesn't seem like something that you should have to do for an update. Yeah. Or it should tell you, like, you don't have enough space, you need to clean up some space, here's how to do it or whatever. They, but they didn't even really do that. They just said, don't update unless you have enough space. But they put it on, like, a forum somewhere, which is great for somebody who knows what they're doing. But if you're just a normal user who doesn't really, just uses your computer and doesn't worry about it, that could be mm -hmm. a big issue. And yeah. what if you're, like, an assistant for a company or something? Or even if you're the CEO and all of a sudden your computer updates and everything's missing. That, yep. that could be a problem. I mean, all companies, when it comes to updating, they all say, make sure you have a backup of your of your phone or, or your, your computer somewhere. Because right. there's always a possibility of something going wrong. You know, the battery dies. There's a corrupt file on the download or whatever. So there's always a, a chance of something going wrong when you update. It's just when they know a specific problem that is going to do it and they didn't fix it, that's why everyone got yeah. so upset. Um, I mean, with Apple products, they all say, like, when you update, back up your phone before you do it. You know, make sure your battery is almost full. You know, make sure it's plugged in, mm -hmm. too. Make sure everything's saved so that when it updates and it gets lost, it's okay because you, you have the backup. Windows doesn't and, do that. <laughs> right. And everything at this point is basically stored in the cloud. There's exactly. there's very few things. And you can back up to whatever whatever your I, your piece of choice is, whether it's yeah, iCloud, iCloud, it's OneDrive, Google Drive. Google Drive. There's so many different options now. I mean, those are just three from the big three names, but everyone, mm. there's so many different options now. And yeah, Dropbox. This point, right. Everyone should back up their stuff. And if you don't have a backup, you should go and create one. I mean, Google Drive offers 15 gigabytes of free data. You can put your files up there. And, and if you don't trust these big name companies because, you know, of data loss, um, yep. just buy a terabyte <laughs> hard drive, an external hard drive. That's what I did. I, I have one and I back, up, I back it up to the cloud and to the hard drive because, you know, I, I, you never, I never know when I'm going to need to be, you know, in the field working and I'm going to need to pull up a random file. So I always have, have your Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, I mean, we look at... We, we worry about our privacy with all these companies and stuff, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you own an iPhone, all your data is going to Apple. You're making a phone call, yeah. you're texting. It's all encrypted, but Apple still has access to it. And, I mean, and, so, do we, the, and so, do, so do your phone carriers, like Verizon, right. AT&T. They, they, they monitor all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, I actually went on a trip a few months ago, actually. Somebody lost their phone. And uh, what happened was we couldn't locate the phone because uh, they turned off their data in order to, you know, because we were uh, oh, out of country. Oh, mistake. So we couldn't find the phone through Find My iPhone or anything. Uh, what happened ended up happening is we actually ended up calling T-Mobile and asking them to locate the phone for us. Not even jokingly, five minutes. They gave us the exact GPS coordinates of where that phone was. And yep. like a satellite image of where the phone was. Wow. So we ran that's... back and we grabbed the phone. Like, it was insane. That's, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this was T-Mobile. This was on an Apple iPhone using T-Mobile to locate it. An exact spot. That's, and I mean, that's insane. That's the, it's the thing is that when you sign these contracts with these companies, you give up the rights to certain privacy. 
to certain privacies and you don't even know it because let's be honest no one reads those <laughs> no and if you're really worried about privacy you would go through and read those to see what you're actually clicking agree to but who has the time to go through those and read those they're like 20 well, pages long. I, I think i think the lawyers who get paid to read those are those ones that have the time to read it <laughs> well i mean <laughs> maybe for you but, but, but for me i'm well, not gonna they, go they, and hire they, a lawyer just to read apple there was a law passed somewhere in the EU. I don't know specifically. I think it was Finland. I have no idea where. But it forced companies like Apple and Google to make their terms of service um, more accessible. Like, not in terms of being able to read it, but more in terms of understanding for the average consumer. So a bunch of companies oh. had to rewrite all their terms of service just so the average person can understand it, not just big name oh, yeah. lawyers. Yeah, you're talking about the uh, GDPR Act, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. When you go onto literally anything and it says you have to accept our new uh, GDPR acts that nobody read mm -hmm. again, but it yeah, was still and, there. <laughs> and that's why for like a month or for like two, a few months, everyone was updating their terms of service and, I, and everyone was like, why are we getting so many updates on these terms of services? <laughs> and that's why. I mean, if you go to... If I, I mean, was still, going no one read websites, them, but now they're more no. accessible. <laughs> I mean, I was going through websites for months where they just kept asking me, accept our new terms of service. And I was like, why are you telling me this? Yeah, I don't I know. need this. I, I don't care. I'm just here to browse <laughs> the internet. <laughs> like, I hate to say it. We live in an age now, though, where you... If you've gone on the internet once or twice, you've given up everything. And it... I don't want to say don't be private. Some parts of your life should stay private. Don't post everything to social media. Yeah. But at the same time, you use a phone. If you use a flip phone, you're still giving up some information to whatever carrier you use. Any, We're in the age of the internet. Any piece of technology. Any piece of technology. Yes. A computer. Alexa. Any, anything you use, you're, just by using it, you're giving up basic privacies. Right. I mean, when you, when, when, you, when, you load, when you boot up Windows on a new laptop, it literally says, accept our terms of services. Like, you don't have a choice. Like right. no matter what you use, you are going to be giving up privacies, and that's not not many people understand that. Everyone thinks, oh, mm -hmm. no, one, they're not gonna know because like there's no malware or anything on here. No, they know. They know very well. I mean, and the issue is too, you're using their software. You have to agree to some things. But I mean, Android, the largest uh, phone OS in the world, you agree to so many different things when you go onto an Android phone, signing with your Google account. You're you're basically identifying that phone as your phone with your google account yeah, exactly because you can't use the phone without your google account apple's mm -hmm. the same way you have to have some sort of icloud account or uh some sort of account with them apple id actually you don't to use the phone you do to download apps right that's the same with android but what's the oh, point okay, of having yeah. a phone without <laughs> apps <laughs> let's be honest yeah, that's now. true yeah that's true let's take a bit of a halftime and uh we'll uh, get into techtober next all right now back to um our podcast um a tech talk we will be discussing techtober next which is the month of october where literally all technology is refreshed in some way and when we say refreshed phones <laughs> and, when, yeah, and when we say refreshed we mean hardware and software and some companies <clears throat> apple want to only focus on one specific part of their technology hmm, the i wonder what size. that is <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh so, face id is a little faster come on give them 
Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, so we'll start off with um, Apple for this month. You know, they had their big event where they released the uh, iPhone XS, XS Mask, XR. Well, the XR is the worst not name in all of existence. <laughs> yeah, the XR is not yet, quite but it, out it was yet. Announced. But a lot um, have speculated. Then, yes, we got the new um, Apple Watch Series 4, which I can say I have, mm-hmm. and I love it. I have taken, I actually fell a little bit. I, I fell down uh, five steps of stairs the other day. <laughs> I, I'm listen. I'm I'm very clumsy. Um, I was walking while texting, and then I had my laptop in my, in my other hand and a huge backpack on, and I tripped over my own feet and I fell down. Of course, I I have the tennis mask, so I put my foot up in the air and I was falling because <laughs> I didn't want to scratch it. I didn't have a case at the time, so I fell on my chest and it hurt so much. And the watch was like, "Hey, do you need emergency services?" And I was like, "No, I'm okay. I'm just gonna go to the health and wellness center." To make sure that, that I'm a, not, like, internally dying. That was actually our scientific test of the Apple Watch 4 to test its new feature. Yes, the scientific well. test of me just being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, alleged, you know, Apple alleged, isn't done yet. Oh, allegedly, yeah, the new iPad Pro will come with USB Type-C and Face ID. Although we're not sure if they were going to actually remove the lightning port or not. It may be a secondary port rather than just outright getting rid of it. Uh, it's but, not... I highly doubt Apple is going to add a second port. Because there, there, there has been rumors that they're going to take away the headphone jack as well with the new iPads. So if they're taking away a jack, it wouldn't really make sense to add on a second USB, uh, another port. But I think we need Honestly, to speak to it as well. It, Apple... It make, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Apple likes the lightning jack, though. And, uh, and for multiple reasons. It's not it, only a... Royalties. It's royalties. Right. It's a big royalty fee for them. I mean, every lightning official, I should say, official lightning product that gets made, they get a what? What is it? Something like a thirty percent royalty on it, or something like that? Yeah, like they, they get they get a thirty percent per cable per cable. Yes, and, it's and, an insane and, and, amount. And, and if the cable isn't authorized by Apple, your phone, the phones have software now saying this is not a supported device. You can't use oh. the device with this phone. Oh, like, Apple! That's a new thing that they're doing. So there's a specific thing in the software to know which i don't understand obviously but to but to know when certain cables are authorized and when they're not authorized which is amazing it's horrific for people who just want to make their own cables but it's great for apple because they get paid the big bucks for it and i mean this harkens back to apple to make this very clear apple doesn't want you inside their stuff they've yeah they 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 made their own screws for the mac right there's, There's seven I different think, screws. Think, yeah, seven screws. Exactly. Different different screws. Two of which different they types. invented on their own. Yeah. And they're all different. So actually, all the way in Norway, Apple actually had a court case where they sued a third-party repairer, which if you don't know what that means, if you were taking your iPhone to anybody but Apple and had your screen repaired, that's basically them, the or, third-party or repair. Any, if it's not Apple or an, or, yes. or an Apple-authorized um, repair shop, yeah. So basically, he's being sued because what he would do is he would get old screens off of iPhones. And so the way an iPhone is built, the screen anyways, there's a slab of glass. And then under that is actually the LCD, the actual display part. When you drop your phone and you crack the screen, generally, it's only the glass on top. It's not also the display under usually. So it's still reusable. You just need to replace the glass. What happened was, what this guy was doing, he would pull the screen off of old iPhones, the broken iPhones, and replace it with a new one. 
the display was often not broken, so he would send it back to China where they would put a new slab of glass on it so he could use it for another iPhone to be repaired later. Apple sued him over this because basically using the copyright law of our Apple, our Apple logo is on the display, thus you're making counterfeit parts. The problem is he never said they were original Apple products. He called them refurbished because they were refurbished, which is totally right. legal in pretty much any country. The problem is Apple's kind of trying to use this to basically end the third-party repair industry because if you can't get refurbished parts from anyone but Apple... I mean, the keyboard on a MacBook Pro costs $700 to replace, and an iPhone 10 to repair it, or even the 10s, is like $550. No, just to replace the back glass is like $500. Just it's the back insane. glass. Because, because the, the way they design the phones is, so the way they design the iPhone 10 and 10s um, is everything, all the components are attached to the back of the phone, where yes. Samsung does it all in the front of the phone. Um, mm-hmm. So... If you want to re- if you want to fix the back the the, the the back glass, they have to. They, it's literally impossible for them to do because everything is right. glued on there and and yeah they they, they just but, they make the process. They want you to pay for a new product than to replace right. your old product. I mean, their iMac Pros, for example, a lot of times just to repair the computer, like let's say you know during shipping the glass crack or something. That bad example, but. If you damaged any part of it, you spilled coffee on it, for example. To repair an iMac Pro actually almost costs, a lot of times, they'll just say costs more than just buying a yeah. new one. I mean, there's been a lot of tech uh, YouTubers and reviewers who have talked about trying to fix an iMac Pro that they accidentally broke. And what Apple's response was, it's going to cost over $5,000 to fix the computer, so you might as well just buy a new one. Yep. Which is a terrible mentality. And going back to that case in Norway, if Apple succeeds doing it in Norway, it is going to set a precedent for the rest of the industry to try to push this on other governments and other uh, countries, other continents, and third-party repair will be killed. And the only place you'll be able to repair like your MacBook Pro will be at Apple for whatever amount of money they want it for. Yeah, which this is, is insane. true, but Apple actually has lost in the past. They, right. um... They, they, they have lost um, these refurbishment cases in the past. Not very often, but they have before. And they've already lost so, this one. They actually reappealed this one. But now it's going to go through the courts again uh, in about June are. 2019. This, so, I mean, this trillion-dollar company did not get to being where they are today by being nice to third-party refurbishers. Yeah. they Everything they do is... Through Apple only. I mean, they have vertical integration on everything outside of basically the yeah, Mac. They, they want to control everything about the product from the moment it's made in the factory until right. death. They want right. you to always go to Apple. They want you. They want to control every part of it, which is sadistic. It, it's just it's crazy. Yes. It's not. There's no purpose for that because. Apple just making their own life harder on themselves. If they allowed third-party refurbishers and just authorized everyone, they would be getting royalties because everyone would be author because mm-hmm. they'd be getting royalties from it, and then they would have less to do at Apple stores, and it wouldn't feel like you're walking into a zoo every time you walk in there. Right. But I mean, like instead, the, the, the the head of retail has said that she wants it to be more of a hangout place, right? So yeah, she said that like on, it, a coffee it, shop it's sort a clip of thing that you can watch. Exactly. <laughs> but you walk in there. And everyone is just beyond stressed when you walk in there. <laughs> but it harkens back to 
the, but at the same time, because Apple has full vertical integration, everything works so well together. When you buy an iPhone, you often want to buy a Mac, and you'll want to buy an Apple Watch. You yep. want to buy it's all these the products. Ecosystem. It's the ecosystem. Because Apple has a walled garden. And that walled garden is a very nice garden, to be fair. But at the same time, you can't. they're not letting you climb the walls at all. You can't leave the walls. When you're in those walls, there's no leaving them. It's hard. Exactly. So to break down this metaphor, basically, once so you have a let's say you have a Mac, an iPad, a an iPhone, um, AirPods, mm-hmm. Apple Watch, and an iPhone. Let's say you have all right. of them, a HomePod, everything. To be able to transfer anything from your Mac, from your Mac to your iPad to your phone, you know they have this this hand the hands off um, feature now. So you can pick right. up for some, working on your phone, you go to your Mac, and then go to your tablet, and it'll all be synced up. The problem is that once you're used to that, it's really hard to want to move to Windows or Samsung because they don't have that. However, right. now with the Windows 10 update, they have made that a little bit easier, but it's not nearly as good as the way Apple does it. I mean, you can text someone on your phone and continue the conversation on your Mac. You can right. you know, start creating a whole artwork on your iPad and then go and start editing in Photoshop on your Mac. It's just, they make it so simple that they want they want to entrap you in this little this little circle it just this apple ship that they want that that they want to keep you in they they don't want you to leave and they're making their software so easy to use that once you're in it it's really hard to get out of it, it you're stuck there exactly and to break it down even further if you have all those items let's say you want to go to a samsung phone and on android all of a sudden you can't set up your home pods your earpods aren't configurable anymore. Your Mac is gonna not is not going to play nicely with it. The only way you're gonna be able to get mm-hmm. files is like through Google Drive or get some weird or third take, part. Just taking out the external storage and putting it in. Yeah, or plugging in your phone, and you lose things like iMessage. Which for me, I don't use an iPhone, but that's the one thing going from an iPhone to an Android phone. I miss I miss my iMessage. I, iMessage and, is fantastic iMessage is one of the best things Apple's ever come out with, and I'm glad Google Chat is finally maybe going to alleviate that for Android, but we're still a few years off before it's in full development. As of right now, iMessage is the best, and I'm going to say that completely objectively. It just is. It works, and you can send everything well. But when you go to Android, you lose all that, and all, all of a sudden, your Apple Watch is basically a, a really heavy paperweight is all it is. That's what it comes down to when you go to an Android phone, for example. And it your, sucks. Your Apple Watch isn't even compatible. You can't even use an Apple no. Watch with an Android device. You and can, it sucks. You, you can use AirPods, but you right. lose the magic when you open it up, and then it mm-hmm. presents itself with a nice little animation on your iPhone. You, you lose that. You right. Have to you hold can't even configure it and feel like a dope. Yeah. You can't even configure it really. And I mean, this sucks because then I go to like an Android Watch, for example. That works on every single platform. Maybe not as well as it would work on Android, but it works at least. Apple yeah, doesn't let you do it, that. And it may it not sucks. look as it may not look as good, but it's honestly the best alter. It's it's the it's the only way. The, mm-hmm. so Apple. That's the thing is that Apple. Once you get a watch, you have to stay with my phone. Once you get AirPods, you don't want to leave an iPhone or an Apple right. Watch. Once you get an iPad, you don't want to switch into a tablet because they're all. I'm gonna be honest. The tablet market is really bad. It just it's bad. <laughs> Apple is <laughs> the only is for me at least the the most user-friendly okay <laughs> let's just say to be tablet. clear there's no tablet market there's the ipad market really is what it is okay yeah i agree with there's, that I agree with there's that. i mean the laptop market there's still windows and mac os there's not really a tablet market 
I think it's something close to 70 to 80% of all tablets are iPads. So, Right. And it's, funnily enough, it is actually the opposite in the phone market. If we look at the global phone market, there's a 70% for Android and a 30% for iPhones, which is yep. funny because Google's actually being sued for having a monopoly on um, smartphones because they own 70% of the market. Makes sense because because so, they own Android. Right. They own all of it, and they put their Play Store, Google Chrome, and all of that pre-installed on most Android phones. Mm-hmm. So... And now that they're trying to open up on China and all that, it'll be even bigger. But we'll have to see where that goes. If they're even making yeah. it, to be clear. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So but, we uh, we got a little bit off topic. Um, yeah. We, we have been talking about Apple and the new iPad Pros and stuff. Um, just to circle back from where we have been, speaking so, of Macs and uh, vertical integration, Joni Ives right. is returning to uh, Apple. The original, well, no, he's returning as the main developer of the MacBook. Right, 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 yes. To, um, you know, make it Macs good again mm-hmm. because Macs are bad. They're just, Touch Bar <laughs> was a waste of time. Their, their Macs are yeah. just bad now. Honestly, I would prefer to buy those little Mac mini boxes and just hook up a monitor to it. It's this weird philosophy with Apple. I Their MacBook Pros oh, are supposed to be for don't... pros. Right, right. But the professionals use Windows. <laughs> <laughs> Windows, or you're just you're using something else. You're not using a Mac generally. I mean, maybe artists are using Macs, but outside of that, I mean, no. For, yeah, I, let, let's, I think for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. To put this in perspective, if you buy a MacBook Pro 15 inch, that is the one with the GPU. It's decked out at the top of its line. That's, and I'm not including this. What is it? Four terabyte hard drive or whatever. That that thing goes to yeah, six thousand yeah. dollars. But let's just yeah. be practical and you get the top of the line that's within reason. That's two thousand seven hundred dollars. For a thousand dollars less, you could buy something like the XPS fifteen. A Windows computer that actually has a better GPU, a bigger battery, and a four K panel that is to die for. So yeah. <laughs> Apple's making a very hard sell, and I'm glad to see that Joni Ives, the man who originally designed basically all of Apple's first products, is going to personally design this new MacBook. And I hope he does well. I really do. I, I like. I Macs. have. I have. I have hope. Yeah. I mean, I have an old MacBook Pro from 2011 here, and from 2011, I have to give some credit to Apple. It still gets updates, and it still works mm-hmm. relatively yeah, I well. Have- I have the um, MacBook Air from back in 2013. Yeah. And it's honestly, it still runs great. I mean, not the storage is a struggle because I it, I only have, I think, like 200 and uh, hang on, I only have like 64 gigabytes, I think, on that uh, computer. So <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great computer. It still works well. It's still super speedy, gets all the updates. And that's something that desperately needs a refresh, I believe, because they kind of dropped the MacBook Air, they dropped Mac, oh. they dropped the Mac Mini. My the wallet MacBook hurts. The Pro line is <laughs> indistinguishable from the MacBooks at this point. Yeah, and I mean, Aside let's be that the, MacBook. The the very useful Touch Bar is the <laughs> only difference. And I mean, if you wanted a, I'm gonna say quote unquote cheaper MacBook, the only option outside of the MacBook Air is the new macbook not the macbook pro the macbook the mac without a fan for some reason but still wants to be a laptop i think right yeah i mean it 
here's why I say that. It has an i5 in it that throttles by 50% when anything other than a Word document is on the screen, basically. If that says See, now anything... That just, that just says to me <laughs> that Apple loves its customers so much that they're yes. willing to lie to their face about how good a product <laughs> is, but people are still going to buy it. That's how dedicated these people are. Yes. And I, I'm going to change topics here. We're going to go to their iPhones, actually. The iPhone XR yes, that please, has not come out yet. I want to speak yes. a little bit of credits to that. So the, <laughs> the iPhone XR has XS less Max. than an HD display. Yes. But I think personally, and I want to hear your opinion on this, I think it'll be one of the most, I want to say, I changing iPhones that Apple has made it in a very long time. And I say that because the iPhone XS and XS Max are great phones. I can't argue that with OLED displays, and they're beautiful, and, you know, they're Apple's flagships. But they're yes. just too expensive for what they are, unless you're on the Apple yes. Upgrade program or you already have a plan to just throw down $1,000. The iPhone well, XR, to wait, me, wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. is probably the most important Apple product in terms of it's going to be what everyone buys because it's cheaper. Not by much, but it's cheaper. I agree with and, that. I think they they finally made a affordable phone that people actually want to buy. No yes. one no one wanted well, the SE. Quote unquote under <laughs> no quote one unquote affordable. <laughs> yes, I would have liked an SE, but maybe that's just me living on budget life. Apparently it, it Apple basically, think <laughs> otherwise it was, though. They released it like I like I think it was during the iPhone six, but yes. it was the equivalent of an iPhone four or whatever it was called. So the bad. SE had the hardware of the iPhone 6, but the screens on the iPhone 10R is the same as that phone and then the iPhone 4 at the same time. It's a bigger screen with the same right, resolution. Yes. Yeah. The problem with that being for $750 starting price, you could buy basically any flagship Android phone outside of Samsung's Note and uh, LG's V4, V series. Yep, the OnePlus is a great alternative. <laughs> $550 just to start, and you get the top-of-the-line stuff, basically. I yep. mean, it's not it's not a flagship, but it's the flagship killer. But it's definitely going to be better than the 10R, that's for sure, especially in terms of price. I mean, the, the OnePlus comes with an OLED display. The 10R comes with an LCD display with a lower resolution. Although, yeah, I, what, what they're calling it's not liquid out yet. retina. Yes. Uh, just so everyone knows, LCD stands for liquid crystal display or something like that. So if you like yeah. that marketing, you're really going to like how Apple just said the same thing <laughs> twice. But <laughs> um, to be clear here, I still think the 10R will do well, but it's pricing itself against, for example, the Samsung S9 Plus, which is Samsung's main flagship consumer phone. And it's priced lower than the iPhone XR, and that's insane to me. And I understand Apple has their premium price tag because they're a trillion-dollar company, but I would like you, everyone to imagine a world where the iPhone XR, because that is an LCD display with a lower resolution and only one camera, would be priced around seven, 650 It would be in an entirely different range, and people would actually buy it as a budget iPhone, per se. Well, uh, Tim Cook has come out. Uh, he's been interviewed on the news um, recently, I think a week or two ago. And he said he thinks that it is okay to price these phones as high as they are because well. he says the philosophy <laughs> of Apple. No, no. This, this, <laughs> what he said is the philosophy of Apple is that they don't care how big they are in the market. They only All they care about is having a premium product. 
So they don't mind if they have a really small you know, p amount of people buying it because they're going to have the best phone on the market, quote unquote. Um, and they're going to have, you know, people, people who buy these phones, buy them for a specific reason, security, yes. interface, you know, the ecosystem. design looks, ecosystem. Exactly. You buy them not for what the phone offers, but for Apple as a whole, you're buying into the Apple experience, not just the phone yes. itself. Including updates, which Android cannot seem to solve. <laughs> we, oh my goodness. I will, let's put a good example. I have the Galaxy S8. My phone still has not received the Pi update. And to be fair, neither has the S9 nor the Note 9. But this is the problem. S, the Pi update, Android's latest big OS update, was released somewhere back in August. They have not even bothered to put these updates out yet. And they didn't join the beta test like a bunch of other companies did. And Samsung's the largest phone manufacturer in the world. I mean, what does that say for Android as of right now? I, to be honest, if someone I asked thought... me what what smartphone then, yeah. would they buy, and I would say, depends. If you can buy a phone, new phone every two years, go Android because that's about the t lifespan of one Android phone. Otherwise, go Apple because you'll get updates forever until they basically come out with a new um, quarter until they basically discontinue the product which they, yes. they, they i think they, i think they're still supporting the iphone 5 aren't they oh the iphone uh, iphone sure 5s are. i believe and yeah, iPhone iPhone 5, 5, there you go iphone yeah. 5s because yeah, you know with, iPhone the, 5 with the new with with the new um give back program that they have they want yeah. their products to last as long as they can and then when they do finally die they can take the parts back and reuse them in something else unless the battery is not working Okay, well, that's a different problem. <laughs> um, and to be clear here, right, well, yeah, go ahead. I don't hate Apple, but at the same time, and neither does Louie here, but at the same time, no, I, I think I, both I, of us agree. I I use Apple very heavily. You know, I yes. have, you know, iPhone XS Max, my daily driver. I have AirPods. I have the Apple Watch. I have a Mac. I have, I have an iPad, for God's sake. I have literally everything <laughs> short from, you know, um, the HomePod and a bunch of other random stuff that they make. Um, and I love it. I think it's a great ecosystem, but I also have my dedicated Windows computer, which I love. And yes. I have used Android phones in the past. Um, and they're just, they're things, they're both, you can't compare them because they're, they're no. two different operating systems. And they both have things that are in common, but things that are also wildly different. So it comes down to what you can stand losing and what you really need out of a phone. Personal preference, if we're going to be honest. Exactly, just, exactly. How much are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up that Apple ecosystem for a more chaotic but open ecosystem? It's sort of that mm -hmm. idea. Exactly. And Apple's basically doubled down on the idea that everything is going to work the same now. Face ID is going to be on allegedly everything. The new iPad will definitely have it. And... There have been rumors that the new Macs will also have Face ID, which could... Yeah, it's, it's basically going to be Windows Hello, but on Macs. Yes. Um, now, Apple's a little late to that game, but I haven't seen a yeah, game where you, Apple you know, isn't Apple, late to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apple is always late, but they do it the best because they're late. Because yes. they learn. No, the only thing that they haven't learned in was the Apple Watch. It, it took them a few years to get to that. Because that, they were brand new in the industry. They were one of the first ones, I believe, after um, Fitbit. Uh, well, and, Fitbit... Like, the other, Fitbit was the really big one that probably got Apple into it. But it's funny you mentioned the Apple Watch. When they first released the Apple Watch, I think the top battery life you were getting out of it was 18 hours, which a lot of competitors at the time, especially from Garmin and Fitbit, were lasting yeah. six days. 
yeah. at, at their but least again, amount. The, the Apple Watch did more. Remember, yes. you can you have apps on your Apple Watch. It's basically but a even phone thing, on your wrist. Right. But even things like the Samsung Gear um, series and then the, uh, what was it, the Android Wear stuff. Some of the Android Wear stuff. Android Wear is a mess, by the way. But if we're just going to go from the Samsung Gear, that lasted two days from, I think it was Series, their second attempt at the watch. Right, which, yeah. And, and you know, right. Apple Apple learned from their mistakes and other people, right. and other companies' mistakes. And I mean, I'm happy they, they did. They they had the they had the original Apple Watch, and then they yes. had they redid it with Series One and Series Two, and now we have Series Three, Series Four. Yeah. and they've honestly <laughs> found their perfect place for it. They're a health device. They're a productivity device. They 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 still only right. boast an eighteen hour battery life, but I get two days out of it. I don't know how, unless you like literally have the screen on every yes. day on maybe you know mail, which is an all white display on the entire screen. <laughs> then you know maybe you have an OLED panel there. there. Exactly. You're saving so, battery if it's off most of the time. So, yeah, and you know, even with the the watch faces, it's it's mostly black on the watch faces, right. and most apps now are mainly are mainly black. So they they really they know how to they know how to create a device and yes. then refine it over time, but also add new features at the exact same time, which and is I've what ha- they stopped doing with the iPhone. Right. And I'm happy that, and I will say one thing from last year. I'm happy. I'm fi- I'm happy the iPhone 10 exists because it shows Apple was finally pushed to change something about the iPhone. Yes, I, because it was just the same phone. It was yes. iPhone 7 was the same as iPhone 6 without a headphone jack. Yes. Only the problem the was the only issue was actually and, and waterproofing, I, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, and OLED displays finally came to the iPhone. I think the only issue they had with the iPhone 10 was the iPhone 8 existed at the time it came out. And I'm not saying that because it's a lack of innovation. I'm saying the iPhone 8 Plus made up 25% out of all iPhone sales in Q4 of 2017. I think they wanted wanted to, to... Introduce people to this new. It was because yes. think about it. It was the newest. It, it was the. It was a. It was a whole redesign of the entire smartphone. Right there, I hadn't seen a, a edge to edge smartphone like screen before I, iPhone ten. And unless least, you're in basically international like China. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're in other you know other smaller companies that do right. crazier things. That but we live in America here. <laughs> we live in the U.S. here. So let's talk about U.S. Um, but you know when I first saw it, I was confused as to why they offered the iPhone eight, and I think the reason is because they wanted to nudge people and to say, hey, this is what the future is. But if you still want to stick to the past for one more year, here we've upgraded this one more time. Right. And they wanted to nudge. They wanted to show people that what that they're progressing forward, but they also wanted to keep another product just in case people weren't ready yet. And to and be I think clear, they did a good job of yes. Yeah, go ahead. And to be clear, the iPhone 10 was not an easy product for Apple to make. And I'm not saying that just from like, oh, Apple, the trillion dollar company couldn't afford to do it. I'm saying that from an actual no, design I mean, perspective. Yeah, they had outside they of, had production issues with the phone. Right. I mean, because it's really hard to get an OLED panel to first, you know, have. Um, Forced touch but, to be able Apple's to press standard. on the phone on an old time. Yeah, exactly. Which I've heard they're actually doing away with slowly. Um, yes. You know, and being able to <laughs> get a screen to go all the way around the phone and be curved, and also, you know, no be bezel able to at the bottom, the notch as well as it did. Right. Exactly. Yeah, on the bottom. Yeah. Like that's a that that doesn't seem like a big thing to a lot of people, but what Apple had to do is to get basically from bottom to top outside of the notch. They had to actually bend the OLED display under the phone. Yes, they so, did, which honestly right. is really cool. <laughs> yes. And I'm happy Apple did that. I think my problem was at the end of the day was the phone cost $1,000, but it did the same things as an iPhone 8 Plus. And I, 
I like the iPhone 10 to be very clear, but it didn't do more than an Android phone, or its own, actually, not even an Android phone, its own iPhone did. I think it was the ultimate yeah. issue. The and, only difference really was Face ID and the gestures. And, and then the OLED. Size of that. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm happy Apple, but I am happy Apple did put a bigger battery. It's the first time Apple's batteries exceeded, like, I think it was 2,500 on the iPhone 10, which is great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we like Apple yeah, here, we're, but we're going to call them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I love the company. I think, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. I like <laughs> the company. Um, I think they do certain things very well, and they make a lot of mistakes. I mean, it, it's a technology company, and you're going to make mistakes. That's how you learn. Right. I mean, like, okay, you know, I have a bone to pick with every other company that roasts Apple when the iPhone 10 first came out. Okay, let's talk about the Google, the, the Google uh, Pixel. When, yes. When the iPhone Google. 10 came out, companies and even Samsung made fun of, you know, having a notch. And guess what Google did this year with their Pixel oh, 3 Oh, the Pixel XL. 3 XL with its it has fashion design, let's call it. huge <laughs> notch. It's bigger than the iPhone's notch. And it it's looks disgusting. like a brick. Yeah, and it looks like a brick. It, it, it's, it's, I, it's not it's, elegant. It is less, it is, it is, okay, it is less wide, but it is yes. longer down the phone. Which may and, and be worse. Looks, yeah. It just looks, it looks, it looks so, so bad. It looks and so bad. <laughs> There is a way to disable this notch in settings, by the way, if you get your developers. They they have the off thing. Yeah. Well, it's not even an option in settings. You actually have to enable developer options. Yeah, developer mode, yeah. So it's not a real option. No. Yeah, it's not a real option, but it's an option. No, right. And I I like Android, but Google every year has insulted Apple for something, whether it's the notch, the headphone jack. The only thing I think they've... Storage. The Google, original Google Pixel had a headphone jack, and I think it was mm-hmm. an LCD or something. I didn't know too much about it at the time. Not a lot of people did. And I, funnily enough, the Pixel 3 probably won't sell that well. I mean, last year, their sales only hit like 4 million or something compared to the giants well, and, of and, Apple and, and Samsung. You know, the, they also made fun of the fact that, you know, Apple saved their better um, like qualities of a phone for like the bigger phones. Like right. the iPhone 7 Plus had two cameras. The iPhone 7 only had one camera. And right. then here they come out with two sizes of phones. But wait a second, they have different features, and the better one seems to be on the bigger phone. Google, There's actually what's a missing happening? camera on the front of the screen, yeah. which yeah. I'm not a big selfie taker, and neither is Louie, but a wide-angle camera on the front is great. Why they couldn't include yeah. that on the smaller phone, I'm not entirely sure. And yeah, and their honestly, price tag puts why... them with the Note 9 and iPhone 10. If That's... you're taking a photo of your face, why do you need a wide-angle lens? I'm going to be honest. I, I think for group selfies was their big thing there. I actually like the idea, but I can't understand no, there's why this cool it's thing. There's this cool thing that's a really cheap solution. It's called a <laughs> selfie stick. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, my um, God. But I think – and the Google Pixel this year, like Apple stuff, looks like a refresh. I mean, they have a glass back yeah. now, which is really cool. It's frosted and everything, so it still feels yeah. kind of like plastic. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they added, I think, wireless charging, and that's roughly it. Although, I don't yeah. think their phone was the big thing this year. Outside of, you know, their Oh, no, no, no. It was, it's definitely all the Google newer stuff that came out. AI is their big thing this year. Yep. Yes. Uh, actually, coming in a few months, Duplex, if we all remember what Duplex is, is going to be rolled out to the Pixel 3 devices. 
Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what duplex is, it's an AI that will call, like, let's say you have a dentist appointment you need to schedule. You can tell Google duplex, I need you to call my dentist and schedule it for Wednesday, 3 p.m. And duplex will call. Yeah. Yeah, and it, is, it sounds like a real person talking. It is the it's it, they insane. Add in ums and ahs, and it's it sounds like a human, and it is really scary. If you don't know what we're talking about, go look it up. It's on YouTube. It Just is look up Google Duplex. Probably it's the nearest thing we have to having a real personal assistant. It's insane. That that beats out all other assistants at this and point. And this year, being able to, this exactly this year this being year. able to have someone have a program act as a human to do tasks that humans need to do it's insane. is beyond Alexa yeah. and Siri and Cortana and Buxby and, you know, all the other bad assistants out there. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be honest. I don't think any of them deserve Bixby, the name assistant. Let's, let's, go, right. let's just go it's, through those real quick. Alexa's okay. She's not Google Assistant level, but I would say out of the bunch, she help, is probably the best. Then you go to Siri and Cortana. Cortana's terrible. I'm just going to say Cortana's really bad. Cortana's bad. Cortana is just—it's the worst thing ever. And she's honestly. the first thing I do. The first thing I do when I get a Windows laptop is disable Cortana. Yeah. <laughs> she like—I'm not gonna say hey whatever because that will trigger everyone's stuff. But hey, when you said that's Cortana, she didn't respond. How she's just bad. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. Bixby is a Samsung assistant. If you don't know about her, they're making a speaker hurt for her. By the way, I'm not sure why. Bixby was yeah, useful for turning the flashlight on. Outside of that, <laughs> she's not doing anything else on my phone. I don't know what she's doing oh for anyone goodness. else. I'm not trying to be insulting anybody that may use Bixby as a daily assistant, but Google yeah, Assistant I, is just I, Google she's Assistant a human. is probably the best. She's one a out human. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically just think of a little genie inside of your uh, Google Home, and that that's exactly what it is. And she Except makes phone calls for you. Instead of three wishes, <laughs> she just can't talk to you like a real human. I mean, maybe that's better for people's sanity, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless, that, Pixel Three will have a great camera as usual. And yeah, and honestly, the the Pixel Three wasn't their big their big um no. release. You know, they they have that new um I don't I, I don't forget what it's called, but they had this tablet thing that you put in your room. Oh, Google oh Home yes, Home. yeah. The control is it's a tablet that yes. you use. It's just like in the movie um uh that movie with 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 the Rock um when he's the football guy, game game plan yeah. Um, he has this little tablet thing where he controls the TV and the lights and stuff. That is what Google Home um, Hub is. And it's and real it, now. And well, it's accessible to everyone. <laughs> make sure you read those uh, privacy before you hit agree, by the way. But, <laughs> yeah, make, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is no camera on it, though. They said this. No. did not put a camera on it, so you feel safer. Funnily enough, Facebook I don't feel made safer. their own as well. <laughs> no, I don't either. But Facebook also made their own sort of hub thing. It has a camera, which... If you've heard what Facebook has yeah. had happen recently, I'm surprised. You're not going to buy that. You're no. not going to buy that. <laughs> but moving on from that, Google has released its first tablet in over what what it must have been. I think oh, the last yeah. one was a Nexus tablet. It's going to be called yeah, a Pixel yeah. Slate. And it's yes, said yes, to yes. be a – so if you guys weren't paying attention to Google last year, they released something called the Pixelbook, which was a Chromebook that was $1,000 – and was going to quote unquote replace your Windows slash Mac laptop. It obviously did not take off because I'm going to assume a lot of you don't even know what that is. <laughs> but the Pixel Slate is meant to compete with the Microsoft Surface Pro line and the iPad line, actually. And 
there is some yeah. real potential here just from what we've seen in previews and such. It looks yeah, really I'm, good. I'm Other than its price tag. right now, and it's actually, you know, it has several different, you can get an i7 in it with 16 gigabytes right. of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage, two USB Type-C ports, and, and it, you know, it's, it's 11 and a half by eight inches, just like the iPad uh, Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe an, maybe about an inch smaller, and it's only a, a pound and a half, so it's not bad at all. And it's said to have a beautiful screen, something like three thousand by two hundred with powerful yeah, 3, by 200. Uh, front-facing speakers. The only issue is, it's also since it's competing with these other tablets, it has also opted to put its price in the same range. It's, I think uh, with course. a keyboard, it's something like eight hundred dollars. Yes. Which places yeah. it squarely against the iPad Pro. That's for Pro. the lowest end. If if you want yes. if you want the highest end, it's a thousand six hundred dollars. Yep. It, 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 that is. What tablet needs an <laughs> i seven core and sixteen gig? What are you running Overwatch right. on your tablet? Honestly. And remember, this is also still running Chrome OS from Google, so it's probably right. It's probably not doing more than a Windows computer can do. Which, mm-hmm. again. Same problem as the iPad right now. Actually, if you look at an iPad Pro, you could almost buy a MacBook Pro and do more with it is kind of the issue. Without the touch bar, yeah, of the only the, the only difference, exactly. <laughs> the only difference is really the touch screen and being able to, yes. yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons people buy iPads. It's, artists buy iPads to draw. And now, you know, they have those, those Wacom tablet things, the Intuit right, tablets, where yeah. you draw on the tablet, it's on the screen. So iPads are... They need. They need. They need to refine where they are in the markets. Um. You know. They for the iPad Pros. They're being used for education now. They're in a bunch of schools, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of perfect. Being able to use them in schools. I think that's exactly where they need to be. Once you oh. leave school, that's when you kind of right. stop using them as everyday drivers. Because then you go to. Right. Then you. Then you get into college, and you kind of need an actual computer to actually have processing power and being able to do more than you know play YouTube at the same time that you're, um, you know, typing an essay. You need to be able right. to have multiple displays, multiple programs, things that need high-intense graphics processing. Just, you need you need to have more once you get up to it, and an iPad just can't do that. Right. And to be fair to the Pixel Slate, it already has a USB Type-C, unlike the iPad right now, meaning it could put output to 4K 60 hertz on a display if it needed yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And, not, and not only that, I have a feeling here, the Pixel Slate is going to be the first step to Google basically building its own ecosystem. like a, not, And I don't mean like the Android ecosystem. I mean its own kind of walled garden ecosystem. Apple, Apple-ish ecosystem. Right. Because from my understanding on the Pixel Slate, you can get your Android phone and use it to unlock the Pixel Slate. It's not as seamless as Apple's, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. I see so with Apple, you can um, unlock your Mac with your Apple Watch if, it's, if you're in vicinity. Right. And I think Google's trying to do the same thing now. They're, they're going to start pulling, you know, all, allegedly there's supposed to be a Pixel Watch soon as well. So we maybe see the same thing oh, that Apple's great. doing actually from Google. That's exactly what we need is more more products in the same market. <laughs> let's just let's just saturate the market even more. I, yeah. You know, why, yeah. Why, doesn't, why doesn't everyone throw a notch on their phone? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, because by the way, there's rumors of Samsung putting a notch in their S10. So get ready, everyone. It's going to be a notch city for the next few years. And Samsung is cutting the headphone jack. We'll get there in a bit, but yep. Samsung's maybe looking to do that. Samsung, but let's move- honestly, everyone's starting to follow in these yep. Apple footsteps, and it's baffling because they were like, we're never going to do that. And two years later, here we are. What a world. <laughs> so moving on. What a world on. we live in, isn't it? 
Let's Hang go on. into Razor. Uh, Ra Razor oh, the yeah, gaming with company. Their their air quotes new laptop lineup <laughs> and their new phone so we'll start yeah. let's start let's start with the actually we'll start with the laptop since it's the least interesting yeah. of the two yeah they released <laughs> you actually you say it. you have a razor laptop <laughs> okay they so i got the razor laptop in july when it was the when it was a new flagship for razor right now they released right? a new lineup of the exact same light top but in white beautiful that's the Innovation. entire difference it's white okay well okay well there are some differences i suppose the only difference is that there's different config configurations that you can buy them in. otherwise it's all the same you know you can same. get updated internal specs and such but Ex exactly but right. other than that it's the same their, their, their advanced model that they call it is the same as the one in july that they had and now they have a base model which is cheaper which is cheaper um, but it has less of what the advanced has, obviously. So basically, they made a cheaper version of what they already had, but it's essentially the same stuff. And then, I mean, and in white, <laughs> we're gonna knock Razor here, the same way we knocked Apple and Google. They didn't really yep. do anything. They and this this year seems to be copycat and change nothing. Iterative <laughs> up the year, let's call it. Um, exactly, software, software. Let's move on from. The amazing innovations of the Razer laptop. Uh, they announced their new phone, and it's supposed yes, to start shipping phone somewhere too. around um, October there 19th. There is a bit of a difference here, which is nice. They have uh, wireless charging now. They have the glass back. Mm -hmm. um, glass back on the back of the phone. You still have the two. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have the chroma on the back of the phone, too. So um, You got you big speak. You, so this is... Right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So um, with, with uh, the logo on the back of the phone, basically based on what notification you get you can have it set to change different colors if you have the phone on on its face you know you saw so that it's more than just being here being there for rgb at that point it's there for usability right it'll tell you about notifications and such and they're still keeping the two big speakers on the front still no headphone jack for a gaming phone surprisingly but Mm -hmm. They've actually got this phone to be, I think it's IP67 water resistant. Which, yeah, with huge speakers on the front, too. That's, that may not seem like a big thing, but when you put a seal over those speakers, you're losing a lot of sound quality and loudness. And mm -hmm. somehow, according to what they've said, they've increased the volume somehow, which is insane. Yep. I mean, as Razer put it last year, it's insane. Thing for a company to be able to do, yeah. Um, same 120 hertz LCD display. I'm sad it's not OLED, but 120 hertz LCD is not that but bad either. It's 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 unprecedented in the in the phone market. Actually, there are no it's other probably other the only phone that, that I yeah. know. It's probably the only phone with I. Well, they they do it just because it's it's a it's more of a gaming phone. And this year, I know they're trying to make it more of a daily driver phone, but it's right. mainly a gaming phone if you look at the specs. And they pushed the camera this year. Really, the last year's Razer phone camera release was probably one of the worst i've ever seen the software was yep, buggy really the camera bad. itself was bad this year yeah. i think from what they said anyways from their press release they really focused on the camera and they pushed it yeah, this year have, as if it was have, the best thing you know they have the, the dual camera the, 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 the dual camera lenses right um, they, they're, but it, they're trying to make it more of um an iphone but better gaming with yes android yeah, and it's still the fourth same four thousand milliamp hour battery, so it should get you through a day and a little bit over if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. It's just iterative, though, honestly. And we're gonna move on from Razer because they haven't really done a lot. They haven't I'm, changed much, no, no. no. 
But we're going to move on to Samsung. And Samsung this year, I got to say, they just threw four cameras on the back of a phone that I like to call the A9. And they also like calling it that. Basically, it's the budget phone of the S series. And a lot of people haven't heard about it in the US because Samsung really only advertises the S line. Because why would you ever advertise your cheaper phone? Why would you do that? Exactly. I haven't seen an ad for the iPhone XR. I've only seen the iPhone XS. There's a good reason for that. That's buy, true, the more, yeah. buy the more expensive product. Regardless, they put four cameras on the back. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know why we need four cameras. Why? I mean, okay. <laughs> Even two cameras. Okay, two cameras make sense. Once you get past three, you're kind of just saying to yourself, why do you need this? Yeah. You're, you're, just, you're adding on things that people don't need and removing things that people do need, like the headphone jack. And... The, pic- the funny part is the Pixel phone, the Pixel 2 from last year had one camera and probably did better than ca- phones with 10,000 cameras. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, and we live in the U.S. here, so of course we don't really see Chinese phones. There was only one phone I can think of that everyone li- liked better than the Pixel. That one had three cameras, but one of those cameras was a 40 megapixel shooter. To put this in perspective, mm-hmm. the average phone only has about 12 megapixel cameras. So this 40 yeah, megapixel put Apple that is 12. Right. The 40 megapixel camera could capture light from basically every pixel and it would downscale it to to I think it was 10 so you could get a really crisp image at night. But it's the only other phone that was even competitive with the Pixel at the time. Mm-hmm. And Pixel and actually Google this year again on the Pixel 3, only one camera again. So and we haven't seen many results of it so far. We've seen some but as of right now, I, until I can see a justification, like an actual justification, like wide-angle lens that LG created on their phones for a while, that that's a good idea because you get more shot in one image. I just don't think it's refined quite yet. And that should be the only other camera you really have because telephoto, Google said with their software, they figured out how to basically simulate a telephoto lens with um, without a second lens. Basically, it's better digital zoom. Yes, and yeah, we haven't seen that is. yet, a, yeah. right? But if it looks really good, then what's the point of the telephoto lens? Yeah, exactly. Question. If, if you can just do it through software, then why haven't the, why haven't these other companies just been doing it by from software? But uh, moving on from the camera question, Samsung also uh, their head designer DJ Cole. I think it's DJ Cole. I, I'm saying that horribly wrong. His first name is DJ. <laughs> he basically told us that the new foldable galaxy phone would be released in 2019 possibly alongside the galaxy s10 the anniversary edition of the galaxy phones Mm -hmm. foldable phones okay i like the idea but i'm gonna say for most people that are listening to this and even for me and we're probably we're gonna skip that phone yeah i i don't see the purpose of that honestly aside from being small I see no purpose to having a phone I, that can fold. <laughs> to make it clear, I like the idea, but this is going to be a first-gen thing, and it may or may not flop, but if it doesn't flop and it does really well, there's a possibility we might see more, and that would be kind of cool. You I, know what? I, just, 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 just wake me up when but the, as when of right the phone now. just become a panel of glass, <laughs> and, I, and that's it. Just wake me up when that happens, honestly. But... <laughs> I'm going to wait for a few generations while they figure out every single bug that they're going to have. Not that they yeah. may have. They're going to have a lot of bugs because it's the first gen. Definitely. Everything. There's going to be problems with it. There's always going to be problems with it. But speaking to 
that. The S10 is looking very, very nice. An actual maybe the best Galaxy phone, sort of like the iPhone 10 thing. But yeah, They're the, gonna... the rumors are looking very promising. So three cameras on the back. And again, more cameras doesn't mean better, but allegedly one oh, really remember, good shooter. folks, a notch as well. Uh, yes. Maybe notch. We're not. That's not confirmed at all. Rumors. Not confirmed, but it's just a rumor. It's just a rumor. <laughs> so we got three cameras on the back, and while we said cameras doesn't make the phone, it'll be a wide angle, a regular, and then a telephoto. Which that sounds like a good trio. And Samsung makes good yeah. cameras, so they might do. be good if they do it well. We'll talk about LG next, but their implementation was a little less elegant. Let's call it. Ah uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and. The S10 will also have an in-screen fingerprint scanner, something that only Chinese phones have really had up until this point, which could be interesting. Which honestly, are are really cool. I actually, I like the idea of having an in-screen um, a fingerprint reader because I feel like if you can't get Face ID to be or just facial recognition to be as fast as Touch ID or even faster, then honestly, right. you kind of need to stay with Touch ID until you can get it faster and say, hey. We have this new thing, and it's faster, so go ahead and switch to it, because there's no repercussions in switching to it. Right. And Qualcomm, and they're using a Qualcomm's ultrasonic fingerprint scanner, actually. A third generation, so it should be really good, to be honest, considering the fact this is their mm-hmm. third shot at it. It's right. looking like a good phone. We don't have much information on it. It's been leaked a lot. We do have colors, I believe, now. Uh, there's about four colors that, for the phone. No blue, though, and I'm kind of disappointed in that. I believe it's black, white, some sort of pinkish color, and something else. Regardless, it's supposed to be a really good-looking phone. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and we'll, it's Samsung. We'll, 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 we'll talk more about it when it actually comes out, of course. Right. So, moving on. Uh, as we said, next is LG. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The, the, okay, I'm going to describe this as well as I can. This is the best camera setup I have ever seen out of all of my years of experience with film or yes. using my phone as, as camera. It is honestly so pristine that I will never buy that phone. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so bad. It's 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 so bad. It's if you haven't seen it, it's a square in the middle of the. So think of an iPhone where the Apple where the Apple logo is. Think of a giant like uh, just a square in the middle of it. With three lenses in an, in a backwards L shape with yeah. the flash on top of it. It looks horrific. <laughs> it it might as well I don't even know what to say about it. It just it looks bad. I I don't know how well it works. Honestly, but I just know that it's not aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> yeah. I mean LG's recent release of the V forty was a pho- a nice phone. With a bad price tag. And their newest one's looking a little interesting. But, okay, let me be clear. LG makes good phones. I don't think they make bad phones. I think the problem is when you're trying to compare yourself to either Samsung or Apple, you're going to have problems. And I think the issue is they just don't make... they, They don't make bad phones. They just don't make phones that are good enough when you're dealing with the best. I mean, this is the reason they made such an interesting design. Let's call it. Is oh, they need... uh, by the by the way, just kidding. That's not real. <laughs> 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 All right. So I... Well, I was terribly misinformed as the camera setup. 
Um, it is a straight line across the top uh, of three cameras and the LED or and the lights on the very end. Wow, that was. I don't know where we got that other photo from. <laughs> well, we'll say Louis great at technology. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the LG, uh, that uh, yeah, that was bad. But just My speaking bad. to the but yeah, just speaking to LG again, they don't make bad phones. But what they offer, let's do let's do a quick comparison. If we compare it to what the LG wants to be compared to, the iPhone 10 and the Note 9 from Samsung and Apple, respectively. LG has a three-camera setup before Samsung or before Apple with a wide-angle, a regular, yes. and a telephoto. On the front, they have a wide-angle and a regular. That's great. Uh, the problem is LG is not particularly known for making great software. And I, I, from what I've seen so far, a lot of people have said this is literally three different cameras. And they don't mean that in a sense it's a wide-angle and a telephoto versus a regular. They mean that in the sense of it looks like three different sensors on the same phone. What? Yeah. What, what does that mean? Honest, on, honestly, <laughs> I. If if you want great camera quality, go out and buy a DSLR camera because yes. there is no purpose in buying a phone that has all these cameras if you're going to be taking selfies and if you're going to be you know taking just rinky dink photos of random stuff in your house or outside. If you want to have good image quality, go ahead and buy a high or even a low tier DSLR looks so much better than these phones. And because 12 megapixels gets you like a lot. But when right. you get to real photography, no one is using an iPhone 10 or the Samsung to take professional no. photos. Maybe some are just to compare it. But most people use professional cameras and professional equipment to get quality photos. And they're starting to market these phones as professional cameras, but professionals know that they're not going to be as good no. as, as real cameras. I think the only smartphone at this point that we can compare to a DSLR, uh, if anybody knows the company Red Cameras, uh, they're very well known as a high-end uh, camera maker. They're actually coming out with their own mm -hmm. smartphone uh, this next coming month, actually. It is the most right. leaked phone ever. If you really want some info on it, you can look it up. But essentially, they're just making a smartphone that is solely its core is its cameras and there's been a few sample photos and they're looking i think better than even the pixel series phones but yeah. we'll have to wait and see if it, it's a dream come true or if and, and according to what they said you can attach like a big uh, canon lens or sony lens or whatever lens to the front of the phone to make it like a dslr so we'll have to wait and see if they Get, get that through with the modular system that they're designing and such but it's looking promising but that may be the only phone you will ever see compared to a dslr camera the rest of these yeah. phones good take good photos they're just D not digital, DSLR photos. digital shutter is never going to be is well maybe in the future who knows but as of right now it is not as good as mechanical shutters right but going back to what we're saying lg this was just it's a good phone, just not comparable to Apple or Samsung. And right, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, they're just not in the same field at all. I yeah. wish LG did well because I actually like the look of their phones, but you know, I'd rather have a Samsung. That's that's, that's life. You know, talking about um, talking about Apple um and uh, Samsung. You know, these are probably the biggest phone manufacturers are on the market until recently when um. I don't know how to pronounce it. Huawei, Huawei, I think is what they're called. Yeah, Huawei. They passed Apple, and they're the second biggest phone manufacturer now after Samsung. So they passed Apple. 
Which is Which huge. Apple is apparently okay with because Apple <laughs> has said in the past, we don't care about being a big phone market. We care about having pristine products, which is a lie. Every company <laughs> wants to be the biggest one on product, especially when a phone company wants to control every aspect of the life of that product afterwards. <laughs> there, so why this is such big news? From its conception, the iPhone has been first, if not second, in the phone market as the largest manufacturer of smartphones. Samsung right. being the only one that surpassed it when it was conceived back in, what was it, 2009 or something like that. But mm-hmm. this is the first time in forever Apple has fallen below into the third place. It's the first time ever. And it's crazy. It's some Chinese company that probably most people don't even know about. Huawei has yeah. officially surpassed them, though, which is insane. And Huawei makes... Decent phones. I mean, the P20, if you didn't live in the U.S., you never, yeah, if you didn't live in the U.S., you heard about Huawei. If you did live in the U.S., yeah. you probably have zero idea what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. <laughs> but Huawei actually makes great phones. Uh, an example being the Huawei P20, that 40 megapixel camera on a smartphone I just told you about, that's from Huawei. And they made, and they had a, their phone looked elegant. It had a 4,000 milliamp hour battery that lasted two days on some people's charge with just the standard software stuff. They, they're an impressive company on their right that just doesn't have footing in the U.S., which mm-hmm. sucks for everyone that lives in the U.S., but at the same time, that idea of China spying and all that stuff, that's the only issue with Huawei is it was at some point part of the Chinese government. So whether you're okay yeah. with that or not, it's going to be your own personal preference. But, I mean, this is, this is it's just historic that Apple's, it's, 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 it, it's basically as big as the the news that Apple became the first U.S. company to become the, a trillion, right. the first U.S. company to surpass a million a trillion dollars on the stock market. That's about how big the news was, and it's it's a huge thing. And we I it's I don't amazing. pay neither of us pay enough attention to Huawei to know what stuff they're releasing, but they're huge yeah, exactly. in but, in China. They're the, the biggest smartphone you know, manufacturer. The fact that they're unheard of in the U.S. is kind of crazy considering. Yeah. Just you how know, how big the scale they are is in in US alone. Yeah, exactly. Right. But right, moving so, on from Huawei, we have OnePlus. Yes, the the, uh, the flagship killer. Yeah, honestly, I was considering getting one because it's a beautiful piece of technology. Five hundred fifty dollars. Yep, that little bump of a notch is what it mm-hmm. has. It's a little tiny bump at the top, and it, honestly. It, it just it's beautiful as as a phone. What are they calling it? A teardrop or something like that? Yeah, I I think so. But it if you don't know what OnePlus is either, it's a new uprising company in the U.S. Also, if you didn't know, OnePlus is a subsidiary of Oppo, another big phone manufacturer from China. So, a little fun fact there. The reason they can char- have such a low price for their phones is because what they do is they essentially go to their parent company, Oppo, and say, we'll take your quote-unquote lower quality, pro- uh, I guess, cores and such, and we'll put them in our phone. Right, yeah. So that's how they keep the price so low. And their phones still run great. I'm not saying they they run badly because of that. They're actually really nice phones. And Oppo, or... No, yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're definitely... Compe- they're definitely... Um... Being, they're, they're definitely able to compete against these flagship phones, especially at the price that they're at. I mean, if you're looking for, if you're looking for a phone that is close, 
that is not exact, but it's pretty close to you know the new Galaxy or the new uh, iPhones. Right. The OnePlus is pretty much the biggest bet you have. The OnePlus surpasses the 10R, that's for sure. Jeez. Easily. I mean, $550. That $200 doesn't sound big on paper in, in the $1,000 smartphone market. Yeah, but but if you're in the but if you're in the retail for a budget phone, that's a lot. Right, that's a huge marginal difference, especially since the OnePlus is a big performer. It's not it's not like it's a bad phone either. A lot of people no, like right, that yeah. phone. I mean, last year it was one of the biggest uh, biggest smartphone sellers of the entire year was OnePlus. They were the top of the charts, which is insane. Uh-huh. But either way, they're releasing that in this. Next week, they're actually going to be releasing the OnePlus 6T, a iterative upgrade to the OnePlus 6 that preceded it in this past year, actually. Right. And I, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't actually know what they're going to really do with the phone. Maybe they'll add a third lens for some reason, like everyone else is doing. But from the looks of it, it mm-hmm. looks to just be an iterative upgrade with a teardrop notch. Uh, yeah, because, it does. Because before, I can't quite remember, I don't, OnePlus had a notch, but it was a big notch. It's going to be downsized now, which could be, it looks like a nice design from what the leaked renders have seen so far. Yeah. But moving on from OnePlus, we have Microsoft. Yes, the new Surface lineup actually looks pretty good. I got to say that this is the first year Microsoft has put Opal, what are they called? Opal Black on their computers. Yeah, it's basically they blacked it out. It's a beautiful looking machine, by the way. I yes, it is. Why the, did this uh, not exist in my life before? The the new Surface lineup. Um, basically, they released a bunch, they released. Um, oh yeah, this this new, what, uh, the Surface Hub too. It's a it's uh, a yes. giant screen that's that's basically for companies, and it's basically I think it's huge, and you can turn it sideways. And go look it up if you haven't seen it already. So think about the, the movies. Surface Hub two. Think about the movies where they have yeah. that big table with a display on it. It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. And it looks yeah, yeah, really exactly, cool. exactly. It's so cool. I was I. It's not honestly, gonna be cheap. What, <laughs> no, it's but it's made for companies. That's the thing. Yes. So companies are gonna be willing to pay for it, especially if they're like tech startups specifically. And we saw they finally updated all their computers with eighth gen stuff. So, something that. Funnily enough, Apple doesn't. Apple has an issue with always updating their stuff to eighth gen, and then Microsoft didn't do it this year, and I wondered why. Mm-hmm. Regardless, eighth gen stuff and all their new products. Of course, the Surface Book yep. got updated, the Surface Laptop, and the Surface Pro Six, and yeah. iterative upgrades again across the board, basically, except for the fact now we've got USB Type C on the Surface Pro and the Surface Book. I can't understand yeah. why the Surface Laptop doesn't have it, but. You know, you get what you want, I guess. I'm and not then, sure. You know, you have the, the flagship Surface Hub, which yes. kind of was terrible at which was I don't even I didn't even hear about it last year. That's how bad it was, I guess. But this this year it's definitely a new it's a whole new product line, definitely. And so yeah. it's it's quite nice to see more in a new innovation somewhere. And speaking to Microsoft, they did not release a Surface phone. But yeah. If you look at the Microsoft Store, you can actually buy an S9 from them, I believe, or an S8 that has Microsoft's suite of apps on it, which is... Yeah. Microsoft, this conference here, basically said, we're going to push Android as the Windows companion. And yes, yes, they... Yeah. That, that was their big thing this year. Was they So what they did was, if you actually go on your Windows computer, if you have one, 
you can actually put you can actually it's called my phone it's an app called my phone and you can get messages on your computer and you can transfer photos to your computer it doesn't work that well it's it's, but, it's, it's it's basically their way of attempting what um, Apple has, where right. it's like um, think of hand of um, handoff, where yes. you take a photo with your phone, and minutes later it's on your computer and your tablet. That that's basically what it is. And it looks like, and this is just a foundation so far. We haven't seen anything at, that they're going to do majorly. No, yeah, right. This this is the very beginning right. stages of it. But if this works out great, honestly, if you own a Windows laptop, it might be an incentive to switch to Android for once. I mean, yeah. you, there's actually an ecosystem that's being built now. This they're, is... they're, they're, definitely, they're, they're definitely trying to compete with Apple's ecosystem right. now. And it, it's going to come down to whoever has the most fluid system. And this is kind of the year, I'm going to say, that they're building up ecosystems as the reason you buy a smartphone now. I mean, Samsung's got their refrigerators and all that stuff. And they're trying to build something around that. I say that as if it's a joke, but that's a real thing. Your refrigerator interacts with your phone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is slowly becoming a theme of this year is you're building an ecosystem. You're not building a smartphone anymore. You're building a smartphone to draw people into your ecosystem. But, I mean, yeah. It's, It's interesting to watch how this year progresses. And I'm happy we're a yeah, part it's of good, it. It's good. Between Honestly. this year and next year, it's going to be very interesting how things end up um, up being upgraded and changed as these companies are, you know, just iterating on things from last year with a few with a few new things, but mainly iteration. And so next year, I'm excited to see whatever they're going to do, whatever whatever is going to be new for next year. I mean, whatever oh. Apple has, whatever Apple's okay. The thing with innovation is that it's really hard once you get to a place where it's where everyone already has the uses that they need. Like a peninsula so sort of effect. Next. Exactly. Right. It's like it starts to plateau. And I think and I'm scared to say that that's what we're coming to until you know we have a brand new like system that comes out and everyone needs to have it. Right. But up we're until at now, that point though. We're at that point. We're though, at we're that at... point. Where I don't need anything else out of my smartphone. I really I, don't. Yeah. And Face ID last year was more or less a way for Apple to stay innovative, if we're going to say that. Touch ID yeah. didn't need to be replaced, but Apple did it to no. get people's back into the idea of, oh, buy the new iPhone because it's more secure in its core. That's not really a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, so we're seeing that because the iPhone XR exists. It's cheaper. Yeah, and it is. That's the problem we're at at this point. And it's so close to being released that a lot of people are just going to hold off and wait for it to go. But regardless, we had a big, I think uh, this last week, we had another historical moment besides Huawei surpassing Apple. Oh, yes. The, um, gosh, the the stock market for tech specifically. Dow Jones. um, The Dow Jones fell 800 points. Which and, is um, if you if you don't know much about stocks, basically that is really bad. Um, and Apple, uh, so every stock in the market has a specific price that you can buy in at. Right. Um, and those stocks fluctuate depending on what's happening in the news and stuff with the company. When the Dow Jones fell 800 points this this last week, basically the entirety of the tech industry took a massive hit to the amount of money that they had in the market. To be clear, the third largest drop in history. Yes. That's how big it was. Funnily enough, though, 
Apple, Apple, because it's a trillion-dollar company, and because of, I, I actually don't know too much about it. Apple. Actually, didn't drop that badly. It's just everyone else dropped, and because of that, they well, also they did. They, they dropped. They fell twenty dollars, right. and then they they came back up slowly within the last, within Thursday and Friday. So right. they made their recovery pretty quickly. It's just other companies like Amazon. They fell like two hundred dollars, and they still haven't made Which that up. Which is insane. And um, Amazon's is, huge. And they will make that up. That they at are some point. no longer a trillion dollar company anymore because they just <laughs> lost all of it. <laughs> but we're going to two hundred dollars per stock, and there's maybe like I don't know, how, I, I don't know, like twenty million, twenty million stocks there. You just lost a huge amount of money. It's a destructive. I mean, this is making this is literally history. Like this is going to be remembered yeah, as this, history. This is, this is huge. Honestly, this Techtober has been innovation reiteration and sadness <laughs> in a nutshell <laughs> it, it this is it basically established this year as the iterative year of smartphones the iterative year iterative year in general we have there was nothing yeah, it's, big enough this year for me to actually stand yeah, up exactly it was great nothing nothing brand new nothing jaw-dropping specifically Aside wanna, from you know the Dow Jones falling right. eight hundred points, and I won't say it, it was. It's not like it was an innovative year. Let's put it like that. Apple released the first seven nanometer chip on the market. Only Huawei, That's I think, true. is the only other they company did. that was seven nanometer. But as a consumer, you probably don't know enough about that even to even care. Don't really. no consumer. Yeah, people don't even care. The only people who care are the people who are in the. In the industry the of tech, designing the tech industry. and making their own chip. Exactly. If, yeah. if you're working at Apple, you are so happy about this chip because now it's you can insane. do so much more. It's, with, exactly. Right. It's a huge jump. But if you're not in that industry, you probably don't care too much. means nothing to you. Exactly. No. It's great for us because that means basically 7 nanometer means faster, more efficient, power efficient, and more powerful and, in a smaller exactly. space. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. But for everyone else, you're going to be like, well, my iPhone 6 still works great. So. Yes, it does. But I mean, All right, that was well, a tech talk. That, 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 yeah, that's been our, um, that's been Techtober and today's episode of um, Amazon and some other companies. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. We'll be doing this weekly, I believe. We're going to call uh, well, it weekly for we now. Haven't, we haven't figured out the schedule yet. But yeah, we'll... Just, yeah, exactly. We'll have a set schedule we'll at some point. We'll figure it out, point. but um, we will have at least one episode per month. Yes. <laughs> we'll keep it <laughs> um, We're tech people, so it's exponential. So It'll only get bigger. If you have any <laughs> um, questions or concerns, mainly questions, feel free to um, give us a shout-out. Um We'll put you know, some we descriptions how our... to contact us below. And yeah, well, it'll be in the description on the website, hopefully. And um, we hope you enjoyed. I've been Lewis. And I'm Tristan. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.